At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Friday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course, that's YouTube TV, by the way, and of course, the DK Network. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin, live from the barrage here at the D, Bar Canada. Skill Alexander once again with Kelly and uh, Kelly. Good morning. First of all, how you doing, man? Good morning. Good, good morning. Do we yeah. do we have a rodeo in town this weekend? Oh, I don't know. Do we? I don't know. Thought I saw some cowboys. Is this now. the uh, weekend where you throw on the cowboy hat and uh, play Ooh. some poker? Okay, I'm still gonna try to act like you're the like mark. Well, well, I was uh, I was really playing around with that idea during F1 weekend because being in a being in Caesar's Palace on Friday night before the race, I was like. Seems like the weekend I should be playing poker. There's a lot of uh, European rich money around here that uh, just wants to be given away. Gil. Just wants to be given away. There was at certain casinos. <laughs> certain casinos made out, that's for sure. Uh, it is a Friday. That means nothing but football on the show today. Matt Brown joins us momentarily to talk National Football League. All of his plays this week. Week number 13. I know I'm trying to bounce back. But by the way, I had the under last night. That was done within a minute and a half. It felt like yeah. that was brutal. Um, and then we'll talk college football. The Bear, Chris Felica from Fox Sports. Uh, would you say he's never been more excited to be on the show before? That was a vibe I picked up. Do you know why that is? By the way, I can't tell you why that is. Yeah. He wants to butt heads with me. <laughs> He wants to butt heads with me about this FSU thing, so I can't wait for that. Uh, we'll get all his plays from Championship Week, 10 games in college football, see what his best bets are. Obviously, Dr. Bob will join us as well. Does Bob know that he's bumped uh, 15 minutes today? Does he know that? Do we give he him the memo? He does, and I'm back on Bob duty. Because he 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 friendly he he very nicely asked for a requested a reminder. <laughs> I'm glad you got that job. So I now. got that. This is off air uh, conversations happening. Shedding on jobs is what I'm doing. Uh, and then uh, Jason Weingarten from Under Cloud of Smoke. Yes, we yep. got Jason as well on the show. So we are packed today. Uh, let us talk about this football game last night first. The Dallas Cowboys beat the Seattle Seahawks 41 to 35. They do not cover. Seahawks backers get the money. ATS. But Dallas gets the win, <clears throat> ultimate bully that uh, almost got bullied themselves last night, but they eke out the win. You and I have not talked about this at all 
uh, to this moment, I will characterize this game, agree or disagree, of all the 41 to 35 type games in the history of the NFL, maybe the toughest watch of all of them, because the officials didn't just insert themselves into this game. They jammed themselves up into this game. This yeah. was this was brutal from a flags perspective. And here's that. And by the way, for those who would say, oh, well, maybe they were legit flags. Here's how I know they were calling it too ticky tack. There wasn't any flags thrown in the fourth quarter except for a delay of game, which is, you know, the most objective one you can you can find. So by definition, the, the teams aren't playing different all of a sudden in the fourth quarter. Uh, and we and I want to, you know, usually we go through games. I just want to go through it based on the P.I.s. Okay. Just the P.I.s alone. And by the way, in the end, the total count was there were no punts in this game, zero punts in this football game, only the fifth time in the history of the NFL that there have been zero punts in a game. Mike McCarthy has been involved in 60% of those games, three of those five. Are you serious? Make of that what you will. I caught the stat about it only being the fifth. The fifth. He's, in, he's been involved in three of them? That is correct. Wow. Two with the Packers, one now with the Cowboys. Uh, 257 total accepted penalty yards in this game. That doesn't account for the ones that were thrown in. The refs were like, well, we'll pick this one up. Wasn't really. But, but <clears throat> Seattle, 10 for 130. Dallas, 9 for 127. Anyway, the... Uh, Which they had to have done that three times or so, right? Oh, oh for sure. Throw a flag and pick it up? Yeah, the, the record for accepted penalty yardage is like 372 or something like that. This would have gotten really close to it if they had, you know, kept those flags. But it was it was the nature of them, you know, it was, it was a 7-3 to three game in favor of the Seahawks. And then Dallas got the ball back. 47-yard pass interference on Reek Woolen downfield on a play where I didn't think it was pass interference at all. And neither Al Michaels nor, um, nor Herb Street, thank you, Kirk Herb Street last night, really made a big deal of that first one. Herb Street kind of, he was like, well, yeah, he kind of touched him. He didn't impede the progress of the receiver at all. So I thought that was like a very questionable flag yeah, that shouldn't have been thrown. Yep. Uh, Dallas went on matriculated 10 to 7 Dallas at that point. By the way, then after Myers missed a field goal, which Al Michaels described as, quote, slicing out of bounds, unquote. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that was, uh, that was okay. one of the weirdest field goals, too, because did you feel it like was it was going to be blocked like a whole way? I was like, this is about to be blocked. About Oh, he got it off. And then it was like, pew, right, like way, way off to the right. Will Hill pointed out, he's like, what if it were inbounds? What would have happened if that's a kick were inbounds? Uh, and <laughs> then a rouge. Okay, so so later on, now it's 17-7 to 7 Dallas. We're still in the first half. We're in the second quarter. A, a, a Seattle Seahawks drive, seven plays, 75 yards. Not one, but two PIs, uh, which led to a Charbonnet one-yard one score. A 40-yard PI, a 13-yard PI. Okay. Uh, now we're 20-14 to 14 Dallas. Seattle has the ball. A 29-yard defensive pass interference to the one versus JSN. And that was the 21-20 to 20 halftime score, which at halftime, Richard Sherman was acting like the game was over and the Seahawks had won the game. Um, he was so excited. But that, by the way, that was the ultimate back-to-back -back possessions by the Seahawks. Great job there. They ended up leading 28-20. to 20. Let's go later in the game. Now it's 35-27 it's Seattle. Another 35-yard PI on Woolen versus Lamb. That's the one where... 
Herb Street was like, wait a minute, how are they calling this? Like this, it didn't impede his progress mm-hmm. at all. They're yeah. calling, so it's like one pi after other. These, these like turboed every drive into the end zone. And after, now the one thing I'll give credit to like CD Lamb specifically for it was he clearly picked up on this is how the game was going to be called. Maybe he did because it was every time he went after a ball right away he's looking for a flag. Like it, he got up looking for a flag. But it's like we didn't tune. Like you gotta let them play. It was horrible. It was terrible. It was again forty-one thirty-five. Usually connotes this awesome football game that everybody's had fun watching. I'm like, oh my god! Let me. You waited two seconds. You're like, and there's another flag. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, and then the game ended. By the way, the final play of the game, uh, the final play that mattered in the game, forty-one thirty-five. Dallas, one forty-three to go. Seattle gets the ball. They get that pass to Lockett for seventeen. Fant for eight. So it's a it's a second and two at midfield. They, the next two plays don't go anywhere. It's fourth and two at midfield. This is their final play. Gino under pressure from Micah Parsons. He throws it in the turf. Now, this is one of these plays where, where we've seen it a million times in football. What's supposed to happen here is the Seahawks offensive line is blocking everybody to the left, right? And their back is supposed to, like a slip screen in basketball, is supposed to sort of act like he's going to block the the by design free defender who in this case happens to be wait for it micah parsons mm-hmm. right but it's not kenneth walker it's not zach charbonnet it's the much slower dj dallas who is slow to get off right so as the seahawks are blocking everybody to the left he's supposed to come over to the right two problems one well, three problems. One, he's slow to get off. Two, Demarcus Lawrence has pushed the offensive line forward anyway, so there's traffic. And three, Micah Parsons runs a four-three. <laughs> he was. It was it's like, like it was snap. One one beat and he was there in his face already. Like, it, he had no chance. Sudden, that game ended with such a whimper on that. I'm like, oh god, really? That's a, and you know. Yes, that was by design. Should that have been the play they ran at that point? It was just ridiculous. 41-35 Cowboys. And so the question becomes, after all that, is there any takeaway at all from this game that you any thought that you didn't already have beforehand? Um, I was yeah, I would say yes. Uh yeah, first of all, give some credit. I thought I thought Geno Smith looked really dang, really dang good last night after a few bad weeks. I, I mean, we've been kind of saying how much he's dropped off really this past month or so. I was really impressed with his play last night. Um, and then we talk about zero punts. I, I mean, this Cowboys defense, you got you got shredded all night long. I mean, I felt like it was Seattle came in with a very obvious. Uh, uh, strategy to go off, go after Bland time and time again, and that ha- that worked for the most they part. Toasted him of, in the first half. Yeah, outside of one that one interception, it worked pretty much every every single time. Um, I think if you're walking away with the Cowboys, you're lucky to have a win here and your first win over a team with a winning record. But I think all the questions we had about the Cowboys from before this game of can they beat some quality opponents still remain. Well, this is what I mean. And and the defense, I've got even this is one of your worst performances of the year. This is what I mean, by the way. This is from Ari Mayrov uh, at My Sports Update. He's the Cowboys quarterback, Dak Prescott, in his last seven games. Look at that. 70% completion percentage. Uh, 2,000 plus yards, 2,100 plus yards thrown. This is over a seven game span now. 23 touches against two picks uh, and a six and one record. You're in denial if you don't think he's an MVP candidate. Oh, he's a candidate. He's been awesome. And he's been awesome. But this is so, like, after that game, right? Like, 
you have to right now you're in a situation where Dallas has to keep doing this offensively week after week. So this is my whole thing is the reason I asked that question is because I don't think we learned anything not learned. I don't think our opinions of these two teams is markedly different than it was before this game. Yes, you're right about Geno looked a little better, but Seattle still ends up being a fringe playoff team at best in a not that crowded NFC, quite frankly. Yep. Like they're a good team, but they're not a very good team, I don't think. Maybe they're somewhere in that pocket. And Dallas is exactly what we think they are. They're kind of a bully. This is you're right. This is the first this is probably their best win. Uh, of the season, I guess. Um, I'd have to go back and look. Like, I still think like their best game was their loss against the Eagles. That was their best game. Right. They should have won that game. That was clearly their best game to me. But this is, if, if they're playing a team of any repute, it's kind of nip and tuck. Yeah. I just, you can't get there. De- but the point about Dak as an MVP candidate, that is certainly valid. He's in that mix. It, totally. And the offense, yes. the offense is, is is firing as well as it really has all season. So I, I can't really take away boy much, much from that. Dak down to plus 475 in the MVP market. That only, only hurts Mahomes and Jackson shorter over at DraftKings. So there you go. Updated. Tua right behind him. And then Brock Purdy, who will actually win this award, ladies and gentlemen. I stand by that. We'll come back. Matt Brown joins us. Talk football. All his picks in the NFL Week 13. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, we got to take a break. Talk about Zin nicotine pouches. We're always debating what a team needs to do to get to number one, but Zin nicotine pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. Find your Zin at your local convenience store or online at Zin.com. That's Z Y N.com. Warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Skill Alexander, we get tweets at Biddy the Book. Always appreciate the feedback. Tim Thompson. At Four Dog Golfer Dad. Curious about betting and stat corrections. The Pollard touchdown last night could perhaps be switched to a reception. Uh, another Dak touchdown, Dak over 300 yards. I think Pollard currently on his over under number, reception number, uh, 
right at the, he's right on the number right now. Stat corrects don't happen until Wednesday. So that's an interesting thing. There's a, a bunch of props uh, that could be determined by that if there is a correction or not. Uh, Kevin Ryan, he says, uh, Gil, Thursday Night Football was an exciting game, but marred by the officiating, the ticky-tack flags. One after the other were excruciating. The league needs to use this tape on what is not a penalty enough already. And then he tweets right back and he goes, uh, oh, I sent that right before your opening monologue. Yeah, exactly what you said. Uh, you know what's really tough indeed. about a game like that too is it's the it's the Amazon factor, right? It is the Amazon where you got to get out of the whole app, like where there's so many pauses in action because of the flags and timeouts and stuff. And you want to be able to switch around, but then I know if I exit the app, I got to get back into it. And it's a whole thing. Do you ever do the when you do that? Do you ever do the uh, re, uh, the recap before yes. you get that? Yeah, you accidentally hit that. Yeah. yeah. What am I watching? Yeah. Uh, a Joe named Jim thinking about thinking last night at how totally bad the NFC is after Philly, San Francisco, and Dallas. The Giants are a Jets game debacle slash collapse in an untimed play at Buffalo away from being six and six and in a legit NFC playoff mix with Tommy Cutlets at the helm. Well, r- reminder: the Carolina Panthers not eliminated from hosting a p- home playoff. That's exactly what I was going to go to. That is still the best stat. The Carolina Panthers could still host a home playoff game, uh, winning that division. Nate King, thoughts on the three consecutive scores prop in the Big Ten title game? Oh, that's good. I didn't know they had one for it. Uh, we see this usually during the Super Bowl, where we always talk about how this is the the prop that usually flummoxes betters the most, because the average better is like, oh, three scores in a row. It's the Super Bowl. These two teams are great. This never happens. How is it that the no is, is, is plus money like this? It all Always happens. And in the Big Ten title game with Michigan going up against Iowa, just tell me what the juice is on that. Because that would determine my answer. But yes, Michigan ought to score three times in a row in that game for sure. Uh, New, York, New Jersey, New York from Gill this morning, quote, of the five games in NFL history to not have a punt, Mike McCarthy has been involved in three of them. That's objectively weird, and yet I entirely believe it. Uh, respect the process. Bland to get an interception, plus 247. Cash that. Nice job. Respect the process. And uh, from uh, this one, last one here. Oh, just uh, love for the uh, Megapod yesterday. We had Ace back on the show. So thank you very much for uh, tuning in to the Beating the Book Megapod. The man upon whom that podcast was partially built upon his shoulders. So we were lucky oh, really? to have him back yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Matt Brown joins us, ladies and gentlemen, from The Handle here, Weekends on the Network, which he does with Mike Samich. Also has a contest uh, element to it with Derek, yes. right? Yes. And then, of course, his podcast, All Angles. How about that part of it? Like, do you enjoy, I mean, the Survivor's now down to 80 entries. Yeah. It's pretty amazing how massive, I mean, obviously, $9.267 million uh, to begin with is massive. But just the fact that 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 the pot there is so big by comparison to what millions gets in first place, right? Um, That guy, I guess because you're doing this, you're familiar with the gentleman who mistakenly clicked Green Bay. That might be... I, I almost I, I know we have I know Paulie's in this too too so I don't want to like pick favorites and stuff but his story is so amazing it's hard not to root for that guy yeah it's it was <laughs> so it came through like mom right before, died right it came through right before we were going on air like he, he the the tweet had hit and then so Derek's like reading it in real time and he just like invites the guy to Vegas he's like come come to Vegas he's like I'll put you up like I just want to meet oh, you that's awesome. and yeah. whatever and all. he didn't know any of the this was literally just like because he had just seen he goes I want to be next to someone that lucky and oh, you know whatever okay. and all, you know all the things like that <laughs> that's like great. yeah because he's just like you know I mean this it, it's incredible too because again it's it's he has a proxy 
Right. So like it was it was because he just happened to be in town and it was the one time he was putting in his own pick. That, that was when Gil was you know, first telling the story to me. That was the part I didn't get. Like I'm like, what do you mean? If he's got a proxy, what is he clicking? And they're yeah. like, oh, he happened to be there. Happened to be in town. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And then thought he was out. Right. Yeah, he thought he was out, and then so like just it's like not even making a pick until he gets like a call. It's like, hey, dude, you, um, we need your pick. Imagine getting that call <laughs> and having to completely rejigger your brain into oh, wait. I, now I have to wait a minute. I have to I have to think of another <laughs> game real quick. And he immediately said Tennessee, which I mean he also could have gotten out there too, right? He could have easily picked somebody else, but he was like, no, Tennessee, I'm in. So you have to like you have to process that and then figure out the next team. So to play, yeah, such a such a great story. Listen, it just kind of goes along. The, the, you you got to get lucky along the way, some way, shape, or form. Anyway, multiple times. Yes, yeah. You so, are you are trying to hit a twenty-team yeah. money line parlay that you can't use the same, team. and you're not allowed <laughs> yeah. to use the same team twice. Yeah. Yeah. You're not getting through that. Yeah. Unless you're the one or two or three lucky people, yeah, who it's just can. it was it, yeah. it's great because I mean you look and it's like yes, there's there's different forms of luck and his just happened to be I clicked the wrong team, yeah. you know. I mean it is what it is. All right, back to your picks. You're closing yeah. out a uh, teaser here with the Jags. Yeah, so already I had the so the only good thing that happened from the podcast yesterday, if you listened, as I said, get on the Cowboys on a teaser. Never doubt, right? You know, obviously, but uh, <laughs> yes. yeah. So the Cowboys teaser like does get home. So closing that out with the with the Jags and. I really, really, really like the Jags this week. <laughs> if you look, this is a Cincinnati team with Browning. It, it I understand T. Higgins is going to be back. I get all that, but like, I just don't know how much that really makes this team that much better with Browning at quarterback. Now, I think that there are flashes of Browning being okay. And if this was a team that I didn't have as much respect for as I do the Jags, maybe I wouldn't be as bullish on this as I am. But I actually really like the Jags, and I think I, what, what we've seen from the Jags here over the last few weeks is more indicative of kind of what I thought the Jags would be heading into this season. And we, it's hard to say that that it's like <laughs> predicated on Zay Flowers being out on the field. But like you you look and or Zay Jones, and um, but you look and it's like one of those things where he opens so much up for these other receivers. And you actually hear Trevor Lawrence talk about it where he says like, yeah, it's like when we have all the guys out there it really opens it up for all, for everyone. That's why we see Calvin Ridley is like had these nice games the last couple of weeks because all the guys are back out there again. And so they have to pay a little bit more attention to these other people. And so Calvin Ridley's found himself open a little bit more. And honestly, I think Trevor Lawrence is kind of, again, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is ever going to be the guy that we thought may be coming out of college, but I do think that he is, I mean, legitimately considering the quarterback play we have in the NFL right now, he's, he's legitimately like a top eight guy, right? I mean, like you're you're probably taking him in your draft like somewhere in the top eight considering how bad the quarterback play is yeah. in the NFL. And this defense is, is a top 12 unit. And with you put all of those pieces together, I think it equals a, a pretty good win here. And again, eight and a half, probably not in love with laying that specifically, but definitely uh, from a from a teaser like standpoint that's uh so i played that same teaser cowboys and jags mm. uh early way i do i do have a note i've had it written down in my notes all week of you know tie maybe tie another another uh team in here with a jack says i like the jags leg better than mm. i even like the dallas leg is there any other any other side you'd consider that with matt mm, you could flip Just it, it. well the good thing is about know. this is a monday game so you could flip it in next week which would be good point like, yeah. you know like so that's because like it, it is not a long heavy week yeah. no yeah. so yeah. so one thing that is pretty good about that i mean like you're gonna get like next week you get like the ravens against the rams ravens at home right raven so like you, that's gonna be 
seven and a half, so, you know, eight, something like that. So you could definitely do. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. That's a guess. I am the most annoying person with this stuff. Listen, it's a guess. It's a guess. It's a guess for me. It will change. That's for sure. Yeah. The the other thing, just staring at this total, like this is, I mean, I know the three of us have done this on plenty of primetime action nights and games. But when you, you could tease this total down too, I guess. I mean, like you are talking in the sharp guard taken away. Yeah, exactly. Like low thirties, <laughs> two and a half in the low thirties. Like, yeah, I, I think that's something that could get home Monday night. The other thing to monitor here, and this doesn't change my this does not change my handicap on the game whatsoever. But from from a prop standpoint, if you guys want to like see if anything gets posted a little bit early. Um, so ATN has missed the last couple of days with a chest injury, and they have it's it's gone Dearness Johnson and not tanks Bigsby with them for the last couple of weeks so Dearness oh, I was well, seriously waiting for it too Dearness yeah, Johnson, Johnson from your Atlanta yeah. studio yeah, uh, no, sorry yeah is, sorry. is he's he's moved sorry. in that two, he's moved in that Q. number he's moved in that number 2 role there uh, I know that they started the season thinking that it was going to be tank Bigsby for whatever reason he just hasn't panned out a couple of bad drops for him a couple of uh, tipped off the fingertips, turned in interceptions. So they've pretty much gone to Dearness Johnson as their number two guy, which then would turn him into the number one guy if ATN's not able to go. And so I think, too, with this game, I as much as I like the Jags, I think he ends up getting a decent amount of, of run in this game, specifically kind of like icing things out as well. So I'm going to be I'm going to be pretty interested in what his numbers come out at if ATN's not able to go. OK, Matt's got two more plays, two more sides. Want to get his thoughts on MVP as well. Um, one of his sides I'm fascinated by. We'll get his MVP thoughts. Also, his thoughts on coach of the year, where he stands on that week 13 in the National Football League. Oh, and he's an LSU guy. Might as well ask him about the Heisman while we're at it. Coming back with Matt Brown. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Our number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. From Bar Canada at the D, it's Gil Alexander and Kelly Bidlin on a numbers game. Still to come this hour, Jason Weigarten from under a cloud of smoke. Talking about all his bets this weekend, gambling porn. Plus, the great Dr. Bob on what he's playing this week. Pro, college, we don't know what he's going to tell us. We, we don't have any idea. We'll find out, though, momentarily. Uh, usually, we do one segment with the Bear, Chris Felica from Fox Sports and the Bear Bets podcast. But he is feisty this morning, so we're going to do more than one with him. Chris Felica joins us now. How you doing, sir? I'm, I'm, I'm well. How are you? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily feisty. Oh, okay. I I'm thought you were feisty. Excited. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm feisty. I think you're the feisty one. <laughs> I'm not feisty. You're feisty. That's a, that's a good put down right there. What uh, what ho- you're, you're obviously I, I would imagine that's a hotel that you're in right now. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Yes, it is a lovely Conrad Hotel in uh, in Indianapolis. I'm here for the uh, uh, the Michigan Iowa Big Ten Championship game. I have a nice little uh, shrimp cocktail fest at St. Elmo tonight. So. Uh, Good way to uh, end the pre-bowl season here with the uh, my first year with Fox. Ah, you love St. Elmo. I've heard you talk about it before. Let, let me, uh, okay, so before we get into your thoughts on the game that you guys will be covering and the entire championship week landscape, let us talk about something that you are somewhat passionate about. I think that's a fair analysis, which is you really are in the camp 
I won't, I don't want to mischaracterize it, but you, I think you lean to the camp of the four best teams ought to be there. And there should be a scenario where FSU with a win does not get it. Is that correct? That, that is correct. And I think there are a, quite a number of people out there who feel that way. And, and look, who Corrigan has said it all along is like the committee is tasked with putting the best four teams in the playoff. There's nothing it says deserving. Now, we all know in the past they have erred on the side of putting like the teams that have had kind of the best season and deserve to get there. And also, in the, and he brought it up again, in their bylaws, criteria, whatever you want to call them, it, it specifically indicates player availability is something that uh, it should come into play. And if you use that combination of best and player availability, like I don't know how anybody could sit there and say that this Florida State team with, with, with Rodemaker, a quarterback, is one of the best four teams in the country. People are, I mean, it's at least right now, people are trying to make the, the correlation between what Ohio State did uh, in 2014 with, with Cardell Jones. We'll see. If Florida State goes out Saturday night with, with Rodemaker and that team that they have, and, and beats Louisville 59 to nothing like, like uh, Ohio State did over Wisconsin, sure. Then, then they proved it on, on the field. But I, I think there was this thing also, even with uh, Jordan Travis, like there were th- school of thought that they're really not, I mean, they didn't power rate very highly. I mean, they've won all their games and credit to them for doing that. I just don't think they're one of the best four teams. Now, do I think the committee will kind of take the humane way out and say, okay, we, we, you, I think there is a subliminal human element of this where they will say, can we really leave a team that's 13-0 and and won, and won the ACC out? Probably not. But remember, ACC is the weakest Power 5 league. They're the weakest champ. And really, the only and people talk, the resume of Florida State, the, re, the resume of Florida State is what they did last week against Florida and what they do tomorrow against Louisville because anything that they did with Jordan Travis really shouldn't be accounted for because that's not the team that they're going to take uh, into the playoff. And, and I was, that's why I was talking w- with Chris Andrews about like projected lines and you're looking at a, a 15 point spread potentially against Georgia, a 12 point spread potentially against Michigan. And I get back to deserving. Deserving has gotten us Alabama, Michigan state, Alabama, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, LSU, like no, Notre Dame, Alabama. That's what deserving has gotten us. Awful semifinal game. So here's an opportunity for the committee to kind of use their criteria and say, hey, you know, you know what? If we were truly looking for the best four, maybe Florida State isn't one of them. But I do think, like I said, I do think that they ultimately will put them in. Yeah. Um, two things. One, you're an awful human being for having this opinion. Uh, two, I'm, I'm a lawful <laughs> human being for a lot of it. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I, as I've said all week, I, I totally I totally understand both sides of the argument. I happen to lean, though, to the... Because you're right about... Look, those of us who bet, we know what the lines are going to be. We know what's happened in these lopsided semis. It ain't good television. It's, it's not great football. No. But you can't tell kids who have shown up for a college football season at, with a power five schedule and they've beaten everybody you've placed in front of them. And then, yes, their quarterback does go down. But there is precedent, right, with Cardale Jones. And I said, you know, hypothetically, if this happened to Alabama, would they knock them out? No. And I get what you're saying about power ratings. You just can't tell these kids they can't be in it. You just can't. And, and as you said, it's not going to happen. They're going to be in if they win. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think ultimately that will, that will be yeah. the way it shakes down. Now Louisville can do the committee in Texas and whoever else a favor, but they can uh, get the win on, uh, on Saturday night. Well, we'll see if they can, that numbers come down some more. There's some questions about Ted Rodemaker's availability. And I, I think if he, I, I think he's still going to play, but the thing with Florida is like the third string kid, Glenn, he broke his finger, I think earlier in the year. And, and that's the only reason he's not number two right now. So, and the people that I've been talking to, like even if Rodemaker isn't able to play or he doesn't pass concussion or whatever the situation is, I don't think they view that as a downgrade if the, if the freshman does have to come in and play. Okay, let's start with let's start with the Pac-12 title game tonight here in Vegas, where Oregon is now. I mean, they've gotten a ten. Uh, hosting, well, actually not hosting, but playing Washington for the Pac-12 championship. Obviously, UW is undefeated. They almost, you know, the disrespect being in, they're an undefeated team that's in the situation where they have to win or they're they're out. Uh, nine and a half is the consensus number. Do you feel that this number is correct? Do you think Penix is hurt? And do you think Oregon will get to a place in this game where they play it, as Bud Elliott said yesterday on the show from 24-7 Sports, in a way that will try to hoist Knicks to the Heisman? Yes, I, I do. I totally agree with Bud on that. And I think the number is right just based on the trajectory of those teams since the, the Washington win in Seattle over Oregon earlier that I think you and I and other, a bunch of people have talked about it, like we felt coming out of that game that if they played again uh, we would I, I would happily lay a touchdown with with Oregon in that game and yeah. the rumor of Penix's ribs being injured uh, uh, other, other things he clearly has not looked right that uh, they've been begging to get beat the last couple of weeks and I do think there'll be a, a an, an Oregon situation here where they do try and put up big numbers for for Bonix and I, I know Jeff Schwartz so I was talking about on the podcast yesterday that he thinks Bo Nix being in the, in the running game is going to be a big part of the offense in, the, in this game, something that they really haven't shown much of this year. But with Nix and, and Bucky Irving and Tez Johnson, I, I think their offense is going to put up a bunch of points. And I just don't know uh, if UW, with the way Penix has been playing, uh, if they're going to be able to come back. Like, like it's, it's obvious to everybody something's going on. I mean, they, they got – they got like guys standing next to him, making sure people don't bump into him. So clearly something up. And uh, it's a shame that they have an injury as well at the position for their biggest game of the year. They've had a great year, but uh, I, I do like if I did have to, play, I don't, I don't want to have to lay nine and a half year. I got enough. I got enough liability in, in futures on Oregon right now where I don't need to play this game. I mean, I actually took Washington a couple, like 10 days ago when the look ahead at plus seven, because I didn't think the number would get higher than that. And, Clearly, I was wrong with my forecast of the line. So uh, I'm in a good position here with this game, but I'm not going to play it. Um, if I didn't have if I didn't have a position, I probably would lay the night in it. Anything in the other game tonight, Conference USA Championship, Liberty and New Mexico State, anything in that game? Uh, Liberty's covered these numbers all year. I've faded yeah, mm-hmm. Liberty a couple of times, and, and I've been on the wrong side of that. Uh, I guess I would still lean towards maybe taking New Mexico State. This is a team that, that went to Jordan Hare a couple of weeks ago and dominated Auburn. Why, why can't they go to Liberty and, and hang around uh, and be close? I haven't played it, but if you if you're just looking for a late night fix to to to, to watch to watch a game with a little action, I'd, I'd take uh, Jerry Kill and the boys there plus the eleven. That's a lot of points. All right, what's your single favorite play tomorrow? I I do like UNLV plus the points in that game. Uh, I, I think. The Rebels all year long have been the best team in that league. And, and I think there's kind of a, 
uh, you know, like a bad mouthing going on right now that San Jose State beat them last week. San Jose State should be in the game. UNLV shouldn't. This isn't a great Boise team. Obviously, they've responded since Eddie Avalos uh, was fired, and they've been much better since then. But I think over the course of the year, UNLV has been better. Uh, I think the defense with Barry Odom, I think they'll do a good enough job against uh, uh, that Boise State running game. And uh, I, I think they're going to win that game. It's been a very special season for Odom and that bunch. And uh, I think as a college football fan, I think it'd be a great story. And I hope they do win. But I do, I do like them. Uh, tomorrow in that Mountain West game. The game that you're covering, the Michigan-Iowa uh, Big Ten Championship, this is so interesting. There's so many ways to to parse this uh, in terms of, you know, what could be Iowa's ineptitude in this game. Is there a specific <laughs> way you're betting this game, even if not the side or total? I bet the total. I, I, oh, you I, did. I grabbed, I grabbed it under 35 and a half, uh, and I, I just don't think it's going to be uh, very plausible to see Iowa score more than seven points uh, at most. And maybe they get a turnover. Maybe they get a big return. Maybe they PI their way down the field somehow with, with the worst passing offense in the country. Uh, but I, I also don't know, on the other hand, like how much maybe we see a Michigan game plan, kind of like what they did against Penn State. Uh, running the ball basically every play in the second half or that, that that drive last week against Ohio State where they relied on the running game. Like I could see this being like a 27-7 type of game, uh, maybe maybe 30-30, something like that. I did actually bet Michigan at the Open uh, at 21.5, assuming it was going to go up. It hasn't gone up a ton. So I do have a Michigan 21.5 that I still do feel good about. But, but I, I think this is a dead under game. Chris Valika, kind enough to join us for a second segment, the Bear, Bear Bets Pod, pro and college football versions out now. College on Thursday, pros on Fridays. Uh, we'll get more thoughts from him on these other championship week games and the scenario that would be the hardest for the committee to sift through. What does he think that would be and how would he vote on it? That's next. Numbers Game Visa in the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 